Turf Business R here with uh, Stuart Vores. He's the head groundsman here at Castlewood Tigers. Stuart, thanks for letting us sit on your pitch. That's the first thing, and thanks for your time today. Well, after all, you spent a long time in and around the industry. I think thirty years or so, but the last thirteen years have, have been involved with Castlewood Tigers. Uh, before that, you kind of learnt your, your tradecraft, as it were, with the local authority. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I did uh, thirty years with the Wakefield Council. Um, worked my way up through the ranks. It started as um, an apprentice and then ended up with a charge and supervisory role in, in, in charge of a team, varying obviously with um, cutbacks and things from 20, 20, 25 people down to like 10 or 12 different, okay. different teams in different areas covering um, a lot of different tasks. So that was horticulture rather than just turf care? But turf care yeah. is a big part of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, all, it, we're mixing with like a grounds maintenance team, and then um, we had teams based in local cricket clubs and bowling greens, covering bowling greens as well. So you got to you know do fine turf and and sports yeah. turf as well. Yeah. So did you get a lot of training and, and support through that role there? Yeah, yeah. We did uh, when I first started. We did um, went through the MVQ City and Girls in horticulture for three years. Um, did diploma in greenkeeping through. Um, Wakefield Council and got um, my spraying certificates, chainsaws and things like that, and uh, management qualifications. So you got a lot of support and, and help develop you to, you know, yeah. stuff that I'm sure you're still pulling on today in terms of uh, helping you do your day-to-day -day job. But you're a Castleford Tigers fan from, you know, childhood, I think, yes? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I used to stand um, in that far corner with my dad. Um, from the uh, season ticket hold and then you come with your friends and work colleagues and yeah and then uh, ended up working here. So your first involvement was as a volunteer is that correct? Yeah yeah I used to come down um, well we, we did start doing a little bit of work through the authority because they didn't have a lot of equipment and right. we used to bring tractors in and, and do a little bit of aeration or spreading top dressing and a bit of spraying with the quad bikes and things um, and then we once got asked to do a little job one weekend and then from then on we just got to know people that were here before and uh, just ended up working match days then. As a volunteer, so you're happy to do that because you're yeah, a fan. Yeah, yeah. When did your first kind of professional involvement come then? How did that come about? Um, I would have, about four or five years ago I was working and helping out and then I got asked to do match days to work match days um, and then we also do clean-ups after the game and a little bit of pitch maintenance and things like that. So, um, yeah, probably about five, maybe maybe six years, okay. maybe helping out. And you came in as, as head groundsman when? Uh, 2015, 2015. In Jan um, the winter. But I did the 2014, back end of the season. I got through to the end of the season with it and then came in, in 15. And you're not just the groundsman here. You're also the kit man, and you're also looking after maintenance as well. So yeah, yeah, we do uh, clean-ups after the game, um, after every home game, um, and 19, we have, there's, there's 19's team play here, so we do we do all the, those games as well. Um, yeah, we do the maintenance. I have um, a friend of mine who I worked on local authority with, who works for himself now, and he comes in Tony and he does 10 hours a week. Right. Okay. Um, if we have a problem after a game, like um, a broken toilet or like a seat that needs fixing or whatever, he'll come in and do them before the, the next home game and helps put signs up and everything that you always get. Obviously it's an old stadium, 
and yep. uh, we get quite a lot of little things but we've, we, we got on top of quite a lot before the first 12 months at Arkham, we had a lot of recurring problems. So we targeted these problems and touch wood, we've, um, we're on top of a lot. But obviously with an old ground, you get a lot of one-off things, blocked this and pipes hanging off and bits and bits and bats. So he comes in 10 hours and, and just takes that little bit of pressure off with the, with the maintenance. And he's also helping you with some of the pitch stuff as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And if um, if we've got a job where it needs a couple of bodies, I'll I'll bring him in and just a little bit extra, and he'll just come in and help me do. Because we do, as we, as I say, we've no tractor. Or we do a lot by hand. Uh, a little bit of leveling off we're doing today, just to take a few um, bit of an unevenness where they've been training heavy, and um, they'll just come in uh, with Robbo's my assistant, and just come in get us that little bit of start, that extra body sometimes just speed you up, uh, especially with weather forecast, you know, it's going to hit us and it's bad and we need to get some bodies on board. Um, he'll come down and help and do pretty much everything. There's his bit of experience in that role anyway. So you mentioned Rob, your assistant there. Yep. He's not only your, your maintenance and grounds assistant, he's also match day uh, mascot, isn't Yeah, he? yeah, he doubles up as his mascot, <laughs> yeah. He does a really good job, he loves it. He's, does he? Uh, yeah, he loves it. It's, so uh, he's obviously a character. Oh, yeah, he's a character, yeah. I think he's found uh, his level with that. He loves it. Kids love him and... He gets involved and he's, he gives it 100%. He goes um, all around area into schools. It's like this Wednesday he's booked out at sports days. and Oh, brilliant. So they, uh, a lot of that goes towards his, his, you know, he gets booked out and it brings money back into the club. So That's great. He's, he's in community a lot. But if he's match day mascot and there's a problem, that means obviously it's all down to you then, is it? If there's yeah, it's a little bit harder now because since I got um, took the kit on, it's... I used to be there for any problems and we'd go and sort them but we have to just work it round us and if I need if I if I need Tony I know where he stood on right. uh, Tony if we've got a, a major problem but we we we're mucking and we we do it between us we touch wood we, we've not had anything that major that we're on top of a few things that um if we seem to get a problem on match day we've up to now we've been able to sort it so so that first match day that you had then you're a, a boyhood fan here you are Start of the season, inspection I'm sure happens, crowd are looking at it. How did that make you feel? Uh, a bit surreal really. Yeah, from from being stood on that side of the terrace into down where the players are and in these areas and I suppose when you first start you're a little bit in awe of what you're actually doing. You've got to pinch yourself and think, is, you know, is, is this for real? It's like being paid for your hobby really. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when you get, when you look out on a match day, to, to, for how many that work here, when you look out on, on Sky and TV and you, you, and you look and see what you've, you've prepared and what you've actually made, you know, everybody's club together and got on from any, any area of the club, you know, media, uh, any offices, people that in offices that um, tickets and everything. It's, you know, it's a massive thing to, to think that you can get something like that on with such a short, small amount of staff, really. And everybody goes above and beyond their role and just helps anybody. It's a pretty friendly family family orientated club the, the conversations we've been having today you, you come across to you as passionate about what you do passionate about your club um, is that something that you find with all of your team and, and the people that are helping yeah. is, is you know it's not going to get done if you don't go beyond no well the nine to five is I, it? I've always said that there's not enough of us to fall out but <laughs> um, you need to we all pull together and anybody in any department you, you you don't get anybody saying oh that's not my job i can't do all that it's if you if you want if you want a hand and you're struggling uh, somebody will give you that little bit of help that extra help and um i think that it's it's a family it's a family club 
and if you could ask anybody, absolutely anybody that, that's a, a lifelong fan or then they'll just come and help you anyway. You know, like if we have um, if we have any snow before a game and you, you're being inundated with people to come and help you shift, you know, clear it off and, right. and get get it, get it ready. But yeah, the, the, I think what it is is a lot of things is you can't buy. You know, you can you can get people to work for you, and but if they've got your club at art, you can't buy that. No. And a lot of people here have, have been the the fans or they've watched them, and once they've got in involved with it, they just everybody gives their all. But it goes beyond just the, the club and the fans. I think you gave me some examples earlier. There's you know there's groundsmen at other rugby league clubs that have, yeah yeah have, yeah. You know, pitched in and, and helped you out with the loan of kit and, and yeah. resources and, and staff on occasion. Yeah, yeah Ryan uh, at Leeds Rhinos has, um, has, helped, has helped me quite a few times since we've been in. Um, with his, you know, he comes in with Vertidrain and Lewis, his assistant, uh, he's, he comes a couple, couple of times, he spread us a little bit of sand and he's helped, he's helped work it in. And uh, they've, they've, they don't moan or they don't whinge or oh you know we can't fit this and we can't fit that and he, he bends over backwards to try and help help us get it in because you know we haven't got the the type of that that kind of money to buy one and have it sat there not being used sure but um it's made a massive difference as well since he's been coming in and helping uh verti drain it because it's not really been done that often and the slitter that we used, used to get in it's i don't i'm not really fussed for that it, the, right. the verti drain's done we used to get a lot of standing water, but it seems to be taking it off and slowly but surely. But um, yeah, these, they've helped, they've helped, they helped no end. Let's talk about that standing water. I mean, you've, you've got a clay-based uh, surface here, I think. Yeah. Um, drainage, I think, is an issue. Yep. So you've upped your, your aeration and diverti draining yep. regime now, and, and that's really helped solve that, has it? Yeah. Obviously, if we get like a massive downpour, you know, you can't you can't help it holding sure. holding after the torrential. Um, Rain, but the the one at the far end, that um, this far corner, you also hold it all the time. But we've had it verti drain probably four or five times now, and it gets a really good. You know, you can get really get a good depth on it, a good 16, 18 inch, and um, it's made a massive difference, absolutely massive difference. And you know, with fertilisation program, and uh, so like for this year, for example. We have a lot of some friendlies, and obviously you get through the the first few months of the year are really bad with it because it just blackens up and it's a really hard old field. But I haven't really had to um, do much diviting diviting mix this year right, until okay. just doing a little bit today. But um, so it seems to be take, helping. And the Deni we, we got a Dennis last year, and with the with the seat and the the roller on the Dennis, I also have to get like a a decent roller in just to take put the surface back after games but I've not had to do any of that this last really? 12 months since okay. we've had the Dennis has done done everything so that's the, the Dennis 860 G860 G860 yeah. and that's the, the system with the cassettes yeah yeah cassette system yeah so what cassettes did you invest in um, obviously got the A, a blade cylinder sure. and we've got the brush as well which uh, is a massive help okay. because from beginning of April onwards uh, uh, first team train on here for like three or four times a, a week, okay. so you know if we get a dry spell, if a little bit bits come up, little bits come up off the boats and things, I can just put brushing and give it a brush, and it it's got a lot healthier since we've had the brush system as well. But it picks everything up because before we used to have to, if we had a lot of surface debris, we used to have to blow it with a backpack blow and then pick it all up by hand or hand rake it off. 
So it's making your life easier oh, for one. Man. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Then you've got more time to do other stuff and it's actually improved the quality yeah, of the Yeah, definitely improved, so, yeah. Okay. So you've got no drainage to speak of, no, no. real irrigation. I think no. you've got a hose pipe and a... Traveller. Traveller, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you're telling me that, you know, there's times where you're sometimes back here late at night just to, to switch the, the traveller around so yeah. it can move in a different direction. Yeah. That commitment that you're showing has, has been recognised, I think, by the AOG over the last few years. I think three years on the trot you've reached you know, the final stages and, and been there on the shortlist and sat at the table. Not quite picked up an award yet. No, not yet, not yet. Um, Hopefully one day. But you're obviously proud of, of, oh, of what you've definitely, achieved. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's a massive thing to be proud of that people's recognising your work and and to have, you know, like a regular Monday to Friday, no weekends, regular money uh, in a charge and roll, you know, no pressures really. Well, you know, pressures of your job, but when you come home, you can switch off, which you can't in this role, but now, opportunities like this don't come up every week and um, a lot of people that's in these roles are in them 20, 25 years and uh, I just, you know, I'm ready for it, it was just right time. You obviously love what you're doing, uh, you mentioned pressure there, quite often with televised sport there comes an added pressure from you know, the TV companies wanting the pitches to look so perfect that, that they look great on TV. Um, again, from what we've been chatting about I don't think you feel that's a pressure from then it's more a pressure for your own personal pride that you want it to look great and you've got a TV game this week I think haven't you yeah yeah we're on TV on Friday against all yeah and it's um, yeah, it is a personal thing you know you people come down and a uh, couple that help out and they'll, if, if, they, if they come and say like Tony will come and go oh you've got to be happy with that no not really why what's wrong with it and now you just pick faults just because you're, obviously in this industry you, you set your standards as high as you can and you want it to look perfect every time and there's one or two little areas that I know that I'm not happy with or it could have looked better or and then you get one you know the odd, odd time when you're 100% happy with it and yeah. you can't wait for people to see it and <laughs> which is a good part a good part of the job you, you, you're showing your work off basically and it's nice to be recognized in in in, in the industry that um, people are actually taking a note in what, you, what you're doing. When I was growing up, rugby league was a winter game. It's a summer sport now. Um, you've been through that changeover, I, I guess, as a fan. Yeah. Have you seen that it's had an impact on the preparation and keeping the surface as it should be? Has it helped or has it hindered? Well, personally, obviously, I, I wasn't involved in preparing fields then, but I've, I've, I've been in and I've watched, and you can see footage of games from years years ago. And uh, to be honest, I'm glad I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not doing it then because uh, you know the tough t tough times. And I know with this field, from November till probably February March, that it's it, it's a tough ask. Right. And and when I after the game, I'll divot this, and sometimes it can take me two two to three days to divot it because I divot I divot it on my own. Right. So it's only me that divots it. And to think now that if, if we played in winter and you're doing that all the time, and, and another thing is if with us training on it and team running on it a lot, I could probably might divot this field four or five times a week. Whereas if, if we had a, if they trained anywhere else and just played here, you, you know, you can get the field ready and divot it once, maybe yep. once or twice, but you could end up, it's like the full-time job divoting and then, and then from April onwards, this dries up pretty quick. Right. So you could you could play on it, train on it, and it it doesn't make too much mess. And then get a shower. The fo the following week or midweek after when they're due for training, then you're back to square one. But 
it, it does even itself out a little bit, but I wouldn't like to think I were looking after them in uh, in a winter when when they played in the winter. I'll be honest. So keep it in the summer. <laughs> yeah, definitely, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you have any special requirements from from your your seed and your, your fertilizer regime here? I mean, what are the conditions you're looking at? Well, a couple of years ago, I researched um, to see what the best thing that we could do and. Um, I had a, a chap on who we used to deal with when we were on the local authority, Robert Bone from Sheriff Amenity, and he, um, he used, when I first came here, he, he came one day and did me some soil testing, uh, and it not been soil tested for a while, so we thought we'd get on the the, the right track from day one, and um, he came up with this uh, with a Marathon Sports Spring right. fertilizer, um, and I've used that ever since, and it's. Um, it's really good, it's chicken manure, it's organic and um, it just seems to have worked wonders. We've tried, I've tried a lot, obviously being in the trait 30 year we've used, I've used quite a lot of different different things but it just seems to suit this field really well. But we've, um, I've used the, the spring and summer and then they, they brought the autumn and winter out so I've used it in a full 12 month cycle right, for the okay. last three years. But you know it just seems to your little divot holes it just seems to fill in density of the sward is, is really thick it, and it, it gets more dense at like 30 40 percent holds holds green and uh, obviously with us not having an irrigation system to keep the fertilizer in it's it, it lasts for two, two to three months right okay so, so i can get longevity out of it obviously it's chi it's it's cheaper to, to buy because i'm getting i'm not having to buy as much sure and then if I need to, I might do a little half an, half of an application or one before a TV game just to give it a little bit of colour. Bit of a boost. Okay, so how many times typically throughout a season are you? I'm doing it probably them? about three times and that's probably with um, an extra one, probably two I can get away with two, but I do an extra one just before if we get a couple of, the fixtures sometimes you have double home games, back to back home yep. games. And if we've got back to back home games, I'll, I'll do a, an application so it covers the, the tour especially if one's on TV so it, it, you know it looks its best on TV but the autumn and winter one then when I switched to the autumn and winter one it seems to have really um, thickened the rope the rope up and the rope mass is, is really tough because um, it used to come off in, in lumps really and just yeah. slide but now it's you know I can put it back I'm not losing any surface so it's improved the root structure as well yeah before it? you know like when you, you, you're tackling an on floor and the, and the foot marks used to come out Right, or or just rip, but it seems to really toughen it up. So I'm really pleased with it. So you, you're doing good stuff here. You've you've overcome some challenges. What would be the biggest challenge you've got here on a, you know, a, an ongoing basis? I, I would probably say pitch wise. Yeah. I, I would say the drainage, but, okay. um, because if you know if we get um, a lot of rain through the winter, it does it does churn up quite a lot. But as I say, with the things that we've put in place and the systems we've got in place now, it does seem to be improving. I've just said that this morning, it just seems to be improving. Um, for instance, this is the first time we've, we've really divoted mixed, which right. is, is oh, it's brilliant to say. And we're, we're at the business end into, of the season yeah, we're, now, aren't we? are going into, into July. And, I, you know, I'd, I think I've just maybe used a bucket, one or two little buckets of divot mix right. and put in, and that's down to everything that we've done plus the Dennis where I can just get it on and put the surface back after the game instead of having to wait for other people to come in and, and you know, I might lose a day or two. Now I can get the, the Dennis out straight in, put my surface back, brush it. So everything together is, um, 
it's, it's worth so it's wonders. not one individual item it's yeah it's yeah, a combination a mix of, of those yeah. things that have overcome yeah, those yeah. challenges yeah a combination okay. of everything and uh, and the thing is with it fertilizer that i've been using it does a lovely it's, it, it gets it nice and thick and green but it it don't run away i can cope i can cope with if if i can't get on to cook because of bad weather you know i'll lift me de lift dennis up and just tip it go over it get it yeah. back it's not running away from me where like before it it used to do we might have to blow the surface off or rake it off but now for the last 18 months it's two years we seem to be getting into a nice routine now where everything's improving massively and if you look at the investments you've made and you know significant investments at a club like this uh, you know probably a, you know buying the seed is a significant investment but what's been the best investment you've made over the last few years since you've been here uh, the Dennis and you got that when? country mile we got that last I've had it a year now got yeah. it last June it took me a year to get it right but, okay but it's just with perseverance and and Steve our CEO um I was just out there one day with the old, old mower and just said look you know it's it's not cutting and it's it's leaking and and he went he just said leave it with me leave it with me and he, he came up trumps I think you were telling me because it leaked it was doing more damage than, than good wasn't it yeah yeah we had an hydraulic uh, one of the main hydraulic pipes bust three days before a sky game and we just managed to top dress it and paint it basically just to, to hide it and even though I know it, it was there you know to be fair the camera wise you, you couldn't really see it but um, no you, you don't really want that and it's the thing is it's the you're a little bit anxious of going out thinking is it going to break and I think we must have had six or seven pipe busts while I've while I, yeah. in, in, in a short space of time as well you know like in just a few months so to get to get the Dennis, um, it's just peace of mind as well, not just quality. Influences throughout your career. I mean, who's had the biggest influence on you professionally? I would say my dad. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, not just. I mean, he wasn't in this trade, but work ethic, and you know, he, he showed us how to. You know, he worked long hours and everything, and I think, I think I've got I got that from him. So it don't, it, you know, week, he used to work weekends, he'd be up at four, five, working on a week at full weekends and stopping six and seven on a night. And I, th I don't think that that's, see, it, that doesn't bother me now. You, see, you know, like today, I'll probably stop while seven or eight o'clock tonight because I know it's going to rain. Right. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then that just gets me back a little, a bit, a little bit back in front. Because um, it's tough when you do, you know, basically doing it all on your own, cutting and, and marking. So the little bit of time I can get back, but there's many a time I ring my wife and say, you know, put my put my uh, evening meal on a plate and I'll be I'll see you when I see you type of thing. But that just you know you it, you've got to do what you've got to do to to make everything right. And it, with the you know pressures on with them um, when you're on TV as well. It's so I'll, if if I stop, so I think my dad my dad gave me a, 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 a really really good work, work ethic. We looked a lot at. You know the present we've looked a lot at your career so far um there's a big challenge coming up in the future which is a, a new stadium for for the tigers that's got to be an exciting prospect isn't it oh yeah can't wait yeah if obviously yeah it's a bit of a challenge working in a 90 year old stadium but um yeah hopefully in 2020 we'll be uh, we'll be gracing a new stadium i'm looking forward to being a part of uh, the next chapter in the tigers history so deal is pretty much pen to paper now you, you know where you're going you know when you're going to be there 
when do you expect to you know start getting involved in talking about what the pitch is going to be like uh, I would have thought within uh, 12 monthish the next 12 months at least I mean um, I don't think they're on site at the moment but I, I do believe that they're hopefully going to be on back end of this month which is not far away and or into July um, and then I think that we'll, we'll start talking once things get underway but until you just want to see things happening and then you can get a little bit more excited and are looking forward to uh, being a part. So as a professional groundsman having a literally a blank space a blank canvas for you to create a pitch on that's you know got to be exciting have you been thinking about what you might want to do in terms of the construction? Yeah I've been trying to I've been getting a bit of researching and talking to other people and um, you know suppliers and people that's that's involved in things like that and setting them up and things so um, we'll have to have a obviously a chat with whoever's building it and then from the club point of view with the money to maintain them it's not just a matter of having them put in it's you know it's the upkeep and and then yep. obviously the the machinery because the machinery um to to update what we've got and and to add to what we've got we is going to be a bit of a scary moment for Steve, our CEO, and I think so. I'm knocking on his door with a, a, a list as long as the toilet roll is going to start panicking. So, but so, yeah, it's it's exciting times. It's going to be nice to um, it's, it's something else in your career as well, isn't it? To be to be involved in a in a project yeah. like that. It's you know I've never had been involved in anything like that before, so uh, that'd be really good. So that that Andrex wish list that you're going to you know feed under his door or, or whatever. What's going to be the top item on that? You know, from the lessons you've learned here, what what the, the most important? Um, thing? Definitely an aerator. Right. That's okay. A, and we need um, we need a good drainage system. We need a good irrigation system. Probably the irrigation system would be one of me my top ones. I've already started yeah. making a list, but I just I don't I don't show him at the moment. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just give it a once the start once the, the the people are on site, then I'll go and start chatting with him because uh, it'll be a slow process. But it's definitely definitely. The, the system, we need a good systems in um, whether I'm not so sure if we'll be under soil eating but you've got to aim high haven't you and, yeah. and then okay. we'll just cross them off if I can't we can't have them but definitely irrigation so don't sound at all daunted by the prospect it sounds like something that's exciting oh, to yeah, you oh yeah 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 I can't wait yeah I can't wait yeah definitely get um, stuck in and give it me give it as all because I think this this may be staying as a, a training venue so oh, we're not okay. so sure at the moment so we might have a so couple of so you might have two places to look after yeah, then yeah. ok then everything will, you know, you, you need to get more, double up on machinery and everything. Then so it's uh, it's it's all right having it done. It's more, the most important bit is keeping up with it. Yeah, you don't want to spend a fortune on it and it turn into no, no, know, not just at all. It's, it's another thing to be proud of, isn't it? Yeah, you don't want it to become an embarrassment. Do you? No, That's no, sure. not at all. Stuart, it's been a fascinating couple of hours spent with you here. Um, it's a real privilege to spend it with you because your passion just comes through and the love that you've got for the club and the job and we'd love to come up and see how the new stadium develops yeah, and, and see how that, that as a project comes along and, and keep in touch with you but thanks for your time yeah, today brilliant. Thank catch you, you soon I hope thank you thanks a lot